With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The FCB Radio Network, where real talk lives. I'll always be in Welcome to the Outlaws. This is the Kingpin alongside E. Will. Jessica Lavish is not here today. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Outlaws Radio and follow us on Twitter at Outlaws Radio. We have a very special episode for you today. First of all, you want to make sure that you stay tuned. We have one of the favorite segments of our listeners coming up later in the show called what really irks my nerves he will has a very petty rant that he's going to go on at the end of the show you know i think that's the first time ever that i didn't say the name of the, <laughs> or the segment well we set that up like we do that at the segment <laughs> you know what i'm saying this is the preview to the segment there you go okay so uh make sure you stay tuned for that and also coming up right in a in a couple of minutes so don't go anywhere it's it's coming right up right after we finish uh our our greetings and salutations and all that good stuff is an interview with omar gooding who was one of the stars of the new movie, Hey, Mr. Postman. Uh, we also have, later on in the show, interviews with Brian Berry, who was the writer of that movie, and also Curtis Ellerson, who was the producer of that movie. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but first, A. Will, how you doing, sir? I'm good, man. Uh, it's been a good week here in Cleveland. You know, the Indians, they uh, they beat that record. Yes. Uh, uh, shout out to the Cleveland Indians, and and I know the people that are listening that are not from Cleveland. Don't just just you got to show us some love on this one, all right? So I know you guys. Hey, don't we don't want to hear any negativity about the Cleveland Indians here? I know you guys. A lot of you listening, cheering for other teams. I get that, but hey, this is history. If you're if you're a sports fan and you appreciate it, you got to check that out. All right, so coming up right now is the interview with Omar Gooding. All right, we are on the set of the new movie, Hey, Mr. Postman, with one of the stars of the movie. You all know him. You've all seen something that he has been in, Mr. Omar Gooding. How you doing, sir? Excellent. That was a great intro, too. Nice and long, but to the point. <laughs> to the point. Thank you. Appreciate that. Miss Lavish. 
All right, so this is your last night in Cleveland, right? This is it. I have a few hours left, maybe 12 hours. So did you love it? I liked it a whole lot. Just like? I love Cleveland. Okay, I'm about to say. I love the land. See, I'm a Laker, um, but... You know, I've grown, uh, my appreciation for LeBron has grown a lot okay. being out in Cleveland, you know, respecting the people that he grew up around and the people that grew up around him and their respect for him. Mm-hmm. So um, I dig it. I love it. They've shown me number love, so I'm going to show that back. We're right. out here doing a movie called Hey, Mr. Postman. I play Mac. I play one of the, um, I say like the bad guy in the film. But it's a good character for me. Y'all see me play tough guy roles. Y'all see me do comedy. Mm-hmm. This is a combination of both. Um, Walter Franks, our lead, is amazing. He's very funny. He's been in the game for a while, as I have. So he knows all the nuances of comedy. And uh, I think this is um, this is a great film that showcases both of our talents. All right. All right. So tell us which you were talking about the different type of roles that you that you've done. What role do you like playing the most? Do you like playing the bad guy the most? Do you like playing, which, which one do you enjoy the most? I enjoy those standout type of roles. Um, it's not like the scene stealing type of roles. Let me just get to the point. Comedy is what I do best. It's what I love most. But it's also fun to show the other side of me and people say, damn, I didn't think you could do that. Um, I think in this business, you have to wear more than one hat. You know, my father always told me, you may have to be your own producer, you have to be your own agent, manager, uh, director, whatever it is. You have to do it all to succeed and have longevity in this business, and that is really the key to it. So, you know, even from a young age, I started when I was 10. You know what I mean? And I had a manager, and I had a, I've, I've had agents that have all been fired um, and, <laughs> and moved on from... Uh, but I learned from each experience, you know. So, um, so now at a ripe age of 40, um, I think I've, I've learned a little bit or, well, a lot of bit uh, to say uh, that I know enough to be able to put forth products that my fans enjoy. I listen to feedback. I love the social media age. You know, you follow me on uh, Instagram or anything that I'm on, you know, uh, Facebook, Twitter, any of that, at Omar Gooding or The Omar Gooding on Facebook and Twitter. Shameless plug. Uh, <laughs> if you do that and, and reach out to me and I see your feedback, you know what I mean? I'm the guy that if there's a comment that I don't like, I'm the one deleting it. <laughs> I don't have a, a, a team that's like, oh, we ain't going to put that out there. No, that's fine. It may be out there for 30, 40 seconds. But I'm, I, I stay in touch with the fans, with my people. These are the people that I hang with, you know, whether it be, you know, people say, how do you, have you met Wooty Whoop or do you hang out with blah, blah, blah? No. If they ain't real, then they, I, I don't mess with them. Let me just be keeping 100. You know what I'm saying? I, real recognize real. And I think staying true to yourself and being real adds to your longevity in this business. So I just try to stay in touch with that. Uh, you know, my father was a real cat. Every time I went somewhere from L.A. where I was born to Thailand on the in, in opposite side of the world, they said, man, I met your father. He was a real dude. That stuck with me. That hit home with me because it validated what I did. You know, if I go hang out with somebody, be it a drink at the bar, be at a restaurant, if I took a picture, if I smiled for somebody, if I took the time to have an autograph or whatever the case it was, I realized why I do it. It's not like, oh, I should do this or else I'm going to look like that. No, it's just what I feel. I know I've been on the other side. Like, oh, I hope I can talk to this person and he's not an ass. You know what I mean? Because you never know what type of person someone is when you just watch them on the screen or see them in a magazine and it's something you know what I mean so um, you know it's it's 
it's a, a privilege to be in this business, to make this type of money, to be able to interact and touch people all across the world from all walks of life. And I mean all walks of life. Like I love my race, I love black people, I love white people, I love everybody. And to say that is when I have fans from any race come up to me and say, let me say real quick, I did a story, I did a movie called, actually I did a TV show called Playmakers that was on ESPN. I remember that. Everyone watches ESPN. <laughs> the E should be for everyone. I went to Vegas after the first season. People were walking up to me and I was like this, what? Uh, excuse me? Oh my God, you're, and I'm like, oh, they think I'm my brother or somebody else. And they go, DH from Playmakers. And I go, oh, sh you was watching that? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? And once I realized how many people you can touch by being an entertainer, I knew that there's a, sounds cliche, with great power, great responsibility type of thing. But when you reach these many people there, there is a standard that you kind of have to uphold. I don't have a lot of compassion for people that are in a place that I am that, excuse my language, up. You know, these people that feel like they need to be left alone or shouldn't be bothered to take a picture or this and that because I'm eating or I'm doing this and that. I'm like, come on, man, real, recognize real. We're out here to uh, to touch others, affect others in a positive way, man. And all that uh, other bullshit, you know, miss me with that. That's what's up. Now, that was my short answer. I have a long, <laughs> I have a long answer that, no, let me <laughs> Now, one of the things that we've been talking about, speaking of what you were saying, is just everybody that we've interacted with uh, that's a part of this movie have been so cool and down to earth. Talk about uh, what the experience has been like working with this cast and working with this crew. Funny thing about this cast is a lot of them I go way back with. I know them from LA, uh, you know, the lead, Walter Franks. I know him for a long time. He owe me a lot of money. I know him. For, <laughs> no, I'm just saying it. I know him. We go way back. Leanna, I know her. You know, she knows my wife. We all go way back, which is great because it builds chemistry. So you'll see they be like, damn, these people act like they're all like thick as thieves and they know each other. Well, we actually do. But they're all professionals. We're all professionals. Even the cast and the crew, the producers, you know what I mean? Curtis Ellison, these cats that put us all and brought us all together for a reason. It builds a camaraderie. And now we've seen this in Hollywood. Actually, you know, like the listeners and the viewers and the people that listen, they might not know this. But there is a small circle in Hollywood. It's a semi-small circle. And there's a bunch of small circles. It's all about who you know. It's all about who you interact. Oh, if I know him, I like to work with him. Boom. Then I'm going to work with them again. And then they say, why start with someone else? You tell me he's hot and all this other shit. No. I'm going to stick with somebody that I know will get the job done. He'll have all his, his lines memorized. He'll be on point when he get on set. He ain't going to drink too much. He ain't going to get crazy at a bar and do no dumb shit. You know what I mean? So it's a tight unit. But you know, I think that if we just focus on, A, being good to each other, and it's, I'm going to get all, let me sing, stand on this soapbox. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, but it, it, if we, if it, I think it's the same thing, real recognize, real type of thing, man. It's just how you treat people, you know, and, and this crew, this cast, we treat each other the right way. We got the job done. And we have a great product coming out of it. And you, you will see that when you watch the film. 
You'll say these people must have been close or this and that or were they acting like that? Ain't that much acting in the world. Trust me. We like each other, but we also feed off each other well. And I think it shows when you see the finished product. Miss Lavish. Um, so my last question for you is going to be, so what advice would you give um, somebody who's trying to break into the industry that's trying to get into the industry? It depends on the race, because if you're white, stick in school. If you're black, sell crack. No, no, listen. <laughs> this is, no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Listen. What I meant to say was... Uh, the, I, <laughs> count me in comedy mode. Um, advice is stay true to yourself. As soon as you try to change, that's when things get messed up. You know, um, I think all of the cautionary tales in Hollywood and in the entertainment business come from somebody that thought one thing and then tried to conform to something else and it wasn't them and, and so forth and so on. Stay in your lane, do you. It's, it's very important to stay in your lane. People see me being specific. People see me and they say, every role you do, I like her. Everything uh, that I've seen you in is something I can relate to. Yeah, well, I didn't step outside of my lane. Now, that doesn't mean don't try anything new. Like, you can see, now, 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 there's myself, there's my brother. My brother is Cuba Gooding Jr. He is an actor who has an Oscar. You've seen him in things like radio. Now, I, tr I auditioned for a role in something similar to radio. In short, I could not pull it off at all. And I know, okay, that's not your lane. I would not, and not to knock him, try to do something like boat trip because I know that's not my lane. I won't do it justice. I won't do it properly. I want to, and I just, no. So I know my lane. Stay in your lane. Learn your lane. Try things, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But find out what your lane is. Stick to that. Sky's the limit. God is good. All right, I can't let you go without letting you plug the TV show. Got to do that. Yo. So go ahead and tell people about it. So shout out to Bounce TV. Bounce TV is, and you got me in long-winded mode, so I'm going to be long-winded on this last question. <laughs> Bounce TV is the first and only over-the-air broadcast network for African-American programming, okay? So we have a show called Family Time, which is in its fifth season, just got renewed for its sixth season. October 3rd airs the fifth season. It stars myself and Angel Conwell. And uh, it is a very, very, very funny show. Tune in, and uh, we're going to keep the funny coming. Y'all keep supporting me. Follow me on the gram, at Omar Gooding. Follow me on uh, Twitter, Facebook, V Omar Gooding. And uh, I'm going to just keep bringing it, man. Now, to see, that's a pro right there, because we close all of our interviews with letting people plug their social media. You was already ready. And you do know this. <laughs> hey, thank you, man, for spending some time with us. We really appreciate it. And uh, this is the first time I got a chance to tell this to you. I know we lost your father earlier this year, so my condolences to you and your family, bro. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. Shout out to my seed that came. They tell me it's the circle of life, so it hurts a little bit, but it does help get through the progress, the process. I'm sorry. I've been drinking a little bit. Uh, the process of loss, um, but I have a son, seven months old. His name is, thank you very much, his name is Omar Gooding Jr. So now I don't have to hear people say, yo, Omar Gooding Jr. No, 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 no. I get what you're going, I, I get it. But no, I have an Omar Gooding Jr. now. Um, and uh, very proud, very excited for the future and everything that has a hold. God is good. All right, thank you, sir. Thank Appreciate you. it. 
Outlaws Radio Show on iHeartRadio and the FCB Radio Network. More than 5,000 kids and teens in this country die on the streets each year. They die from disease abuse, and even suicide, and they are dying right here in Northeast Ohio. And the sad thing is, they don't have to end up as a statistic or be miserable and hurting because caring people like you can help them with a donation of time, money, or outreach supplies. We are Stand Up For Kids, a national 501c3 not-for-profit. The mission of Stand Up For Kids is to help homeless and at-risk kids and youths under age 24 improve their lives. And volunteers and donors are the ones who carry out that mission in cities across America. There are three ways that you can help our cause. By providing supplies for homeless kids, by volunteering, or a cash donation. Think of the young people in your own life. Nieces, nephews, sons, daughters, and grandkids. Now think of them alone on the streets. Would you want someone to help them survive and give them hope? Visit us online at standupforkids.org slash Cleveland. This is the Outlaws Radio Show with the Kingpin, Jessica Lavish, and E-Will. Welcome back to the Outlaws. This is the Kingpin alongside E. Will. Jessica Lavish is not here today. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Outlaws Radio and follow us on Twitter at Outlaws Radio. I want to send a shout out to Omar Gooding for joining us on the show. We really appreciate it. Hope you guys uh, enjoyed that as much as we enjoyed taping it. Um, and now coming up is our interview with Brian Berry, who is the writer of the movie hey mr postman it's coming up right now all right we are still here on the set of the movie hey mr postman and we are here with another one of the people that made this thing pop without him this thing doesn't happen mr brian berry how are you doing sir okay how y'all doing how you doing Good, good. Now, you are from Cleveland, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Born and raised. I suppose I'm going to take that back. Born in Selma, Alabama. <laughs> until like six months. Six months ago, then, but raised in Cleveland. Raised in Cleveland. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. So, um, tell everybody about the experience of shooting uh, this movie in your hometown. Oh, man. It's, 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 I can't even describe it in words, you know. Because I started this mission like, what? Four years ago, because I actually delivered mail before I wrote the script. Yeah, I delivered actually. Um, if you're familiar with the Cleveland streets, 93rd, 116th, moved me to Solon. And um, I was a TE, that's like a temp for a year. And either you can decide to come back or they can bring you back. So they want, I hurt my foot, so they want me, they didn't want to bring me back, and I didn't want to come back. Lost 45 pounds. Delivering, you know what I'm saying? But I saw so much funny stuff, it triggered me to want to write a film about it, a script about it. That's what's up. Miss Lavish. So what made you decide to have it shot here in Cleveland? Besides, you know, besides it being your hometown, what really made you be like, hey, you know what, let's do this in Cleveland? Uh, well, um, budget. Nah, let's check out. Let's check out. <laughs> keeping it, keeping it trail, Cleveland style. To. But no, nah, no, nah, um. Because, see, I was trying so long to, like, sell it. I wasn't even trying to produce it because I got two more that I wrote. So I was just trying to sell my script, sell my script, sell my script. Then that wasn't really going as planned. I shot a trailer. This is how I got on with Kurt and Omar and Lana and Walt. This is, this is crazy right here. Like, three years ago, 
or three and a half years ago, I shot a trailer just for my script. It wasn't even to come out, just for like investors. My lawyer from Warrensville, went to Warrensville with me, moved to LA. Somebody put him on with Kurt and he, he produced my trailer. I had um, Walter as the lead, Lionel as the um, love interest, and Omar as the, um, you know, the gangs in the hood, whatever. Three and a half years, like years later, I was still was trying to sell, you know, sell my script, sell my script. And now we're here actually producing a film that wasn't playing in my city. So that's how, you know, I, I, I was able to um, finance it, and the best way to do it was here. So, I'm sorry. <clears throat> So this, so was this is your first film that you've actually written? No. Nope. Nope. Okay. What was the first film that? Okay. First, this is my first show in this film game. Okay. Independent film game, first producer. So, what was the first film that you actually wrote? Oh, you was right on that question. This is the first film I actually wrote. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say that? Yes. Oh, I thought you said. It's okay. Uh, it's it's been a long day. It's been a I long day. Said, yeah, this is the first one I wrote. So this is the first film that you ever wrote. Yeah. So how do, how does it feel to have your first film that you ever wrote uh, picked up and you see that your work, everything that you you know created, is coming to life? Crazy, <laughs> for real. It ain't hit me yet. Just hearing my words, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying. Like I was talking about that earlier when guys over there sit when they was doing that scene at the bar. It's just like surreal, for real, like right now. Yeah. And once we wrap, and after this four days we get out the way, then it's really going to hit me. You know, so it feels great. You know, just blessed, though. Okay. Humble, but blessed. You yes, yes. So tell people about a little bit about your company, Very Good Films. See, uh, you repping with the swag on, with the Very Good Films swag. So tell people a little bit about the movie. Um, yeah, so... So now, you know, I'm, it's, it's, it's brand new, and um, just not starting to film. But no, we up and running, we, we, we brand new right now. Um, I'm learning the game, learning a lot off this project. And we gonna keep on, we, 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 we about to come hard, you know, Tyler Perry style. Let's keep on hitting them. I got like two more in the chamber. We get this one off, we gonna, you know, we gonna keep on running. They about to very good, it's about to put his name out here. They represent Cleveland all day. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, so when people go see this movie, tell people the kind of experience that they're going to have watching this. What can they expect from this movie? Oh, you're going on a ride. You're going on a comedy ride. You know, it was funny on paper. and It's hilarious, you know, with the eyes. So you get, get ready to go on a, go on a ride. Got, got a good meaning behind it. Um, just a good comedy. Good old-fashioned good comedy. That's what's up. Let everybody know how to uh, follow your company, uh, any social media, any website, all that good stuff. Okay. Well, you know, on Facebook, you can catch me, um, Brian Barry. Um, Instagram is B underscore skills, S-K-I-L-Z. And um, we got www.heymrpostman.com.net. Just hit that up. We got the IMDB up, the Hey Mr. Postman 2018. And um, we off and running, y'all. So this is a good one for the city. We, 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 we brought Hollywood to the land. So so it's on. That's what's up, man. Hey, thank you so much for spending some time with us. We really appreciate it. And thank you for bringing the, the movie here and uh, doing it for the culture.
You will. Thank you. All right. The Outlaws Radio Show on iHeartRadio and the FCB Radio Network. This is Darby or the Kingpin Morrow. I want you to check out my new song, Unconditional, featuring Dan Smith. I'm not admitted. I know that I'm a harshest critic. I'm just trying to deal with it. I take it back because this ain't complicated. Yo, it's simple. We all looking for something no, that's unconditional. Get Unconditional now on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, Tidal, and all other major digital outlets from FCB Records. This is the Outlaws Radio Show with the Kingpin, Jessica Lavish, and E-Will. Welcome back to the Outlaws. This is the Kingpin alongside E-Will. Jessica Lavish is not here today. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Outlaws Radio and follow us on Twitter at Outlaws Radio. And don't forget, make sure you stay tuned for the Irks My Nerves segment. You are not going to want to miss that. But first of all, I want to thank you. Send a thank you to Brian Berry for doing that interview with us. We really appreciate it. And coming up right now is an interview with the producer of the movie, Hey, Mr. Postman, Curtis Ellerson. Check it out. All right, we are here on the set of the movie Hey Mr. Postman, and we are here with one of the men that put this whole thing together, that got this whole thing popping from One Shot Films, Curtis Ellison. How you doing, sir? How you doing? How y'all doing today? So talk a little bit about the the experience, man. It's, it's been fun being on set with you guys. and Talk a little bit about the experience of making this movie tell you man this experience is like incredible it's crazy i'm working with some of my longtime friends i mean from like 1993 that i never had a chance to work with in a long time some like omar manage him i've never had on my own project but i was able to do a full production movie with him you know what i'm saying it's always me on the management me booking him me being on the set of family time but now i actually was the producer to be able to book him on something that i'm producing Paula, Rodney Perry, long time friend. I remember like, shoot, when I was living in Seattle, 92, 94, I booked Rodney Perry and then we hung out at my house and party for days. So it's like crazy to reach back to old school friends that you book, put money in their pockets and now they come back showing love, giving me the homie hookup so I can make this happen for Brian out here in Cleveland. Cause I'm gonna tell you without this cast, and giving me the homie hook of love, it would have never happened. You know, if I was dealing with the bougie L.A. it would have never happened. Price would have been out. Of, the talent would have ate up his budget, the first guy we booked. You know what I'm saying? But these guys, like, love me. We owe each other favors. So when it's time for the homie hookup and for the love, you know, people wait and do it on the back end. They be like, okay, I can eat off the back end. Let's blow the movie up. Let's do this and another. So, man, it's been a great experience. And this is my first comedy movie. I've done did horror, sci-fi, psychological thrillers, cooking shows, uh, reality shows. Uh, man, just a host of other things. But the first comedy movie I produced. That's what's up. Miss Lavish? So, um... I wanted to go back to a comment um, that Miss Mendoza said to us in the interview. She said that a lot of roles that she's done, they wouldn't let her be herself, be true to herself, which is being Hispanic. So what made you decide to keep her role Hispanic? 
because I've been around her and I love her. And I mean, she's, you know, normally they want to do them edgy, pushy roles because she's so sexy. So they want some and ass and they're trying to sell and ass. We trying to sell good, flat, straight out laughter, bust your ass comedy. Mm -hmm. And she's that one. She could bring it and I knew she could bring it. And I knew the chemistry between her, Walter, and Omar definitely could bring it. Because like I said, I been around these guys for years. I didn't meet them yesterday. I'm personal friends with these people. So when we go to the bar and we can make each other laugh and we've been around each other for so long, kind of like when we was at the steak bar the other night and the lady <laughs> wanted to stab me with the knife, the rich old white lady, you know what I'm saying? And they called the police on her because she wanted to, you know, kill the three black guys and we was put and I don't know if I can say it on the radio, it's but okay. you know what I'm saying? And, and, and told us we were snitching on her like, but it was crazy because here's three black guys. I mean, we ain't no soft people. We ain't, we ain't, you know what I'm saying? We ain't no ice cream. And she said, we were put and snitches. But guess what? We did have to snitch on because because <laughs> she had a knife. <laughs> so I know that you ran into that crazy lady. Um, but other than that, how was your experience in Cleveland? Uh, and were you happy that you came to shoot it here? And tell us a little bit about your stay. Well, I'm going to tell you like this. It's going to be hard for y'all to make me leave. I might have to get put out, escorted out. Do that actually escort people across the border from state to state or is that in another country you know what i'm saying i think just country i, I mean looking at you baby i ain't you know what i'm saying i ain't never leaving <laughs> i know that's right man y'all don't even know she fine as wine and twice as time you know what i'm saying <laughs> time to stop on a dime mm. yeah, she ain't 11 y'all should see what i'm looking at here, Darvio. I wish this was live video. <laughs> so tell people a little bit about uh, your company, One Shot, and some of the things that you've produced and all that good stuff. Man, One Shot Films is a hell of a, hell of a independent, homegrown production company that I started shooting stuff with my boys out in Seattle. That's where I really got my feet wet because I was doing music videos and then I went in more production, started shooting cooking shows, started doing things. And then I was like, my last Mohegan in the house is my youngest daughter. She's a lawyer now. She's been to go to law school. And I was like, I started writing a crime drama, black crime drama. I like, Dad, think about selling the house and moving. And she's like, I'm going to be cool. Hey, I called everybody, I knew Tommy Davidson, all my cast, old school. Like, dude, I'm thinking about moving to L.A., selling my house. I said, like, come on, we got you. So One Shot Films went out to Hollywood, and I ran into everything everybody else ran into Hollywood. Nobody wants to read your scripts. Nowadays, if you ain't got something that you can show them where they can actually look at it, tangible, physically touch it, feel it, hug it, love it, you can forget about it. Shoot a trailer, shoot a teaser, shoot something, and I didn't know it, and then I ran into Mike Epps, and me and Mike Epps bonded, and it went from there to there to me, Omar, Faison, Walt was meeting and we was talking about doing this project and it was pumped. And then all the fizzle went out and I was like, you know what? Mike, Faison, and I hope y'all hear me, Mike. You my n***a. Faison, you my n***a. But Kurt had to do his own thing. Dug in my pockets, went down deep. I said, make it or break it. And did my own movie. We screened it at Sony. It's called Paper in My Pockets. Black crime drama. The concept has never been done before. I'm still shopping as a TV show. At Paul Aaron. Hey, Paul. Great guy. Did In Too Deep, did Laurel Canyon. Told me, Kurt, I would put up $4 million of my own money, turn this into a movie now. I said, can't do it. Shot it as a TV show, 
I'm gonna make it a TV show because I'm not, I'm not a one and done type of guy. So one shot film's been incredible. Then me and Omar opened up Modo. Download the app on iTunes or Google Play Store. It's Modo, M-O-D-O TV. We stream free TV, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Something different every day. That's what's up. That's what's up. Make sure you uh, make sure you go and get that download. Um, so. Real quick, and you kind of touched on it a little bit in your previous answer. What advice would you give to people trying to break into the business? Don't take no for an answer ever, ever, ever. Hustle, grind, beg, don't steal, borrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, really, I mean, just don't let nobody take your dream away from you. You know, it was never my dream to do a movie. It was ne never my dream to be a producer. It was just something I'm good at. I could take something for nothing to make it out of something. Always have it since I was young. And it was just something I fell into. And I was telling the guy earlier, because <clears throat> he was asking me about being an intern. And I told him, intern for everybody you can, as much as you can. Because most entrepreneurs and most cats that done made success in the movie industry started from intern. I happened to start from the top and work my way to the bottom. Because I started with my own money. I financed my own first project. But I worked my way to the bottom because I wanted to know everybody's job. So when I hired producers, script writers, uh, uh, wardrobe, catering, I need to know what their job was. So I know I'm hiring the right people. So guess what? Now I PA, I grip, I do whatever. You want me to clean the floors, you want me to scrub the toilet. If it's my movie, I'm getting in the trenches. So now I know everybody's job. So it was kind of, I was kind of fortunate enough and I was willing enough and smart enough to start from the top but work my way down. Not start from the top and you want to stay on top. And now everybody tell you, somebody tell you, well, I need $10,000 for this job or I need $15,000 for this job. And they don't know how to do the job and I know more than them. I'm not hiring them. I do their damn job for them. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. Let everybody know how to uh, follow your company on social media, the website, all that good stuff. I'm at www.oneshotfilms.tv. That's my website. And then we on Modo. Modo. M-O-D-O-E-N-T.tv. That's our 24-hour network. And then I'm on social media. I'm Boss Curtis on Facebook. Um, Seeds of Hip Hop, which is a reality show I did with all the legends' kids. Dr. Dre's son, Eazy's son, uh, E-40's son, uh, uh, MC Ren's son, Waxy, um, uh, uh, Corrupt's two daughters, you know what I'm saying? Game sister, VH1, we shot on VH1, they shot the pilot, and there's a continuation, that's her, I'll tell you about it later, under another time. But I'm on uh, LinkedIn as One Shot Films. I'm on uh, Instagram, like I said, uh, CT Hip Hop, and what's the other one? Um, I'm missing Twitter? one. Twitter, One Shot Films. All right. Thank you so much, man. Uh, it's been a pleasure. I really appreciate all the love that, that you and everybody has shown our show. And it's, we, we feel like we, we cool with y'all now, too. So we, we really appreciate the love. Man. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you how much I appreciate the love. They told me the other night, I'm f***ing with y'all because we was drunk at the bar $300 later. But guess what? We're going to be $500 a night. We having a ball at this moment. I love Cleveland. I mean, I'm telling you, I really love Cleveland as a town. I grew up in Milwaukee. I'm originally from Milwaukee, so I'm a Midwest kid. But I had never been to Cleveland, and 
I mean, I just love the town. I love the the African American heritage. Uh, so many people getting along. You know, no, ain't nobody trying to take nothing. I mean. I've ran up problems on sets in L.A., and L.A. is a big town. I mean, I had bums jacking me, telling me, you don't give me a dollar. I'm going to stay in the shot. I'm going to scream. You're not going to be able to shoot this. Cleveland, like, nah, ain't nobody doing nothing. We getting this in. Just so much love. Everybody coming in out. And my brother, Barry, Brian Barry, and Mike Barry, they ain't brothers. Them two cats made it happen. But we would not be, out, be here without Brian Barry and Matt Jackson, which is both our lawyers. And Matt grew up with Brian. So Cleveland, love y'all, put it down, stay safe, keep doing what you're doing, keep hugging, loving, and stay black. That's what's up. And I'm glad you brought that up because there's one more thing I wanted to say to you. Um, I want to tell you that we appreciate you bringing a movie here because, you know, as you know, there's been a lot of movies and stuff that, that have been shot in Cleveland lately, but you don't see a ton of movies uh, with people that look like us. You don't see a lot of representation of the culture. So I really appreciate you guys coming here and being a representation of the culture in Cleveland. Hey, man, we appreciate the love. Outlaw putting it down. They getting it down. And you know what? They keeping the outlaws. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Take care. The Outlaws Radio Show on iHeartRadio and the FCB Radio Network. Pleasure, the new single by Devon and Madeline Hayes. Get pleasure now on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, Tidal, and on all other major digital outlets from FCB Records. Welcome back to the Outlaws. This is the Kingpin alongside E. Will. Jessica Lavish is not here today. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Outlaws Radio and follow us on Twitter at Outlaws Radio. Once again, want to send a shout out to Omar Gooding, uh, Brian Berry, Curtis Ellison uh, for all coming on the show. They're all from the movie uh, Hey Mr. Postman. I'm telling you, you're definitely going to want to see that. It is going to be hilarious it comes out i believe uh in 2018 like april may around that area so uh, we'll be uh bringing them back up and and bringing some of the folks back on the show around the time that the show is going to the movie rather is going to uh be coming out to remind everybody but make sure you go out and and see that but now is the time of the show i've been teasing it for you all all show long it is one of uh, my favorite segments because the rants are, are, for the most part, always so petty. There was, I think there's maybe been like two or three times we actually ranted about something serious. But beyond that, these segments, the, the rants are always really petty. So now is the time of the show that we like to call... What really irks my nerves. And as usual, for the most part, E-Will has the rant 
of something that irks his nerves. Go. I sound like an old, bitter person. <laughs> <laughs> like one of those grumpy old men. Right. So if you're a fan of our show um, and you've been listening to us for quite some time, you'll know that one of the past uh, irks my nerves segments, we had some bathroom talk. And that segment, it, we were talking about how uh, grown men, you know, that are not intoxicated can go into a bathroom and completely miss the urinal. Like, have very bad aim. Like, yeah, bad aim, urinating on the floor. Like, it's not cool. I don't understand it. Right. It's like basic potty training one-on-one. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's what you teach your son. So if you want to hear that, go back. Uh, make sure you check us out on iHeartRadio um, and on iTunes, on Facebook, the Outlaws Radio Show. Yeah. Um, go to the website, outlawsradioshow.com, by the way. You can hear all of our past episodes. And you can look for that specific episode if you want because you can see the description of the episodes. Yeah. So anyways, we're going to have another bathroom talk, Irks My Nerves segment today. Now, with that being said, uh, Miss Lavish is not here today, and I thought that this would have been a great segment to have her in on. Yes. So, um, if you're listening next week, it might be revisited again next week. <laughs> yes, next week we're going to ask her her thoughts on this. So, with that being said, um, we're only going to be able to give a male's perspective on this. Right. So, when it comes to going to the restroom in public, when it comes to uh, dropping the kids off at the pool... <laughs> Or uh, taking the Browns to the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> um, taking care of your duties. Anyways, uh, I am very skeptical. I hate doing that in public. Um, the only way that happens is if it's like an absolute emergency. Like if I'm going to um, go on myself. Yeah, I'm using the restroom in the public. What really irks my nerves, though, is if I'm in that type of an emergency and I go to go in the restroom and I get in the stall, I lock the stall, I turn around and I see pee (laughs) all over the toilet seat. Like, you're a grown man. It takes two seconds. A grown ass man. (laughs) Two seconds to lift up a toilet seat. So you're not urinating on the seat. So that way you're just hitting the bowl. <laughs> but no, you're so lazy and uncourteous. <laughs> is that even a word? It is now. <laughs> uh, That's how flustered I'm getting. It's it's not cool. It's like you're not thinking about the next person that's got to use that stall. No, no. Because then your aim, whether your aim is good or not, you have the splash effect. So you're gonna get <laughs> your, you're gonna get pee on that toilet seat. <laughs> so then, if it's that bad of emergency, I gotta try to like scuttle over to the next stall to try and sit down there. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so you don't even like clean it. You don't even wipe it. You just go to the next stall. No, why do I want to try to clean somebody else's? I'm trying not to say a certain word here pee <laughs> off of a toilet seat i ain't first of all i ain't got time for that because well, are it, you gonna do you have time to go to another stall though well yes <laughs> yes because if you think about it i'm not gonna do a quick wipe down of that seat i'm gonna want to wipe it yeah wipe it. yeah 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 then i'm gonna want to take the little uh the cover that you put on the seat before you sit down. Right. That's just taking too much time when I could just go to the next stall over. <laughs> drop and go. Now, here's the question, though. What if there is no next stall available? Then what do you do? Man. 
Why you gotta put me in these predicaments? <laughs> just giving, just adding a, a different wrinkle to the conversation. I'm looking to see if there's a handicapped restroom. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? Limp over there? <laughs> I'll, I'll be waddling in that case. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my god. Hey, but you know what though? You know who's the worst? The worst for this. And a, I'm not a. I love this company. If you guys want to spend money with us, I'm perfectly fine with you spending money with us, but you guys need to take care of this. It is the Walmart in Steelyard Commons in the city of Cleveland. AKA the worst Walmart in the country of America. He's not joking either. Like if you go Google it, it will say that the the Walmart in Steelyard Commons is the worst Walmart in America. They have the most disgusting bathrooms I have ever been in in my entire life. It is absolutely ridiculous it's like people don't even attempt to clean themselves afterwards they don't flush the toilet they don't do anything there's paper all over the place they probably don't even wipe their ass right well, wipe their ass wash their hands nothing it is absolutely it is, it is a nightmare for someone like me who is a borderline germaphobe to go Wait, borderline <laughs> you are a germaphobe <laughs> wait no because now since we're on uh restroom talk let's get a little personal here so for those of you out there that don't know darvio here is my son's godfather yes so one of the (laughs) first times he ever held him we were at a wendy's (laughs) and my son gavin let loose like the biggest fart ever and we (laughs) it was like the fire and anger i don't know if it's because he got scared because it was the first time darvio was ever holding him or what but he dropped the deuce and darvio was freaking out (laughs) here man you gotta take him daddy duties (laughs) that's all right you you godfather you can learn how to change that nope i I ain't doing that nope Super germaphobe. Like, he did not even want to touch Gavin after that because he had dropped the deuce. It wasn't just the fact that he dropped the deuce. It was the fact that I felt the vibration on my arm (laughs) of the deuce. Like, I'm like, dude, I'm like, what kind of kid is this? I'm like, oh, my God. That was a grown man in there, dude. Trying to say you felt the devil coming out of his ass? Oh, my God. Like, I was freaking, that's why I was freaking out, because I'm like, and then, and like, then to top the things hell? off, I almost got into it with the, the Wendy's, because they didn't have a diaper changing station in the men's or women's restroom. Right. I could understand not having one in the men's in room. In the men's, but not in the women's, but too. But, like, yeah. come on, you mean to tell me, Wendy's, and yes, I'm calling y'all out, you mean to tell me you don't think you're going to have customers that are going to need a diaper changing station? Yes. But I will tell you, that that entire experience was was a very interesting one because as soon as we uh walked out of that Wendy's <laughs> I see across the street now this is just to paint the picture for you guys this is we're in like we're based in Cleveland this is probably about what an hour from Cleveland hour outside of Cleveland hour and a, and 40, a half, 40 minutes something like that so about 40 minutes to an hour this is more of a rural type area it's not that urban we're not gonna say the name of the city but it actually is really urban now well it isn't it's becoming urban we'll put it like that it's becoming urban. but this specific neighborhood we were in 
It was predominantly white. Yes. And I knew that we were not in Kansas anymore when I looked across the street and saw the big ass Confederate flag <laughs> hanging out of this Darby person. I was like, uh, get me the hell out of here. <laughs> that is exactly what I said for real. I'm too black for this. We need <laughs> to go. I'm like, yo, let's go <laughs> right now. Damn that burger. <laughs> I don't even want it anymore. I got my godson going to the bathroom while I'm holding him in the arm. My arm vibrating from, from him doing his business. Then I look outside and see Confederate flags. I'm like, what the hell is this? What's going on where, around here? Where did you bring me? <laughs> so, yes, but I, I do agree with you going back to your original point. I, it really drives me nuts when you see men do like just nasty. It's just nasty. Well, and it, it almost makes me and I, I hate that I'm actually going to admit this. It almost makes me feel for the women now. Yeah. Now I yeah. almost see and understand why women are always complaining at us men to, you know, put the seat down or, <laughs> you know, put it up. In this case, put it up, damn it. Put it up before you go. Because some men are just pigs. They're just flat out pigs from a pig style. I don't understand the struggle in lifting a, a toilet seat that's probably like two ounces. Right. It's not, I mean, and... When I go, if I go to like a bar or something and it's late and everybody's been drinking, I expect to see some wild stuff when I go in the bathroom. Right. I don't expect to see wild stuff at Walmart. Well, that, I wouldn't go that far because it's Walmart. But <laughs> I still expect some cleanliness at a at a department store or whatever the hell you want to call it. Well, Walmart. then go to JCPenney or Sears. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got to get out of here. Last words, E. Man, I'd like to shout out our... Uh people that we interviewed this week thank yes. you for coming on the show um look forward to seeing you guys again around the time the movie comes out and uh next week i want to get some opinions off miss lavish about this segment <laughs> we just did <laughs> all right we'll see you next week peace peace love and chicken grease FCB Radio Network, first class broadcasting worldwide. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.